Hello and welcome to The Wanderer, the Anglo-Saxon heathenism podcast. Heathenry. Heathenry is a term used to describe the religious practices of two main groups of people, one historical and one modern. The original heathens were the pre-Christian North European peoples who lived a thousand or more years ago in the lands around what is now called the North Sea. These included the peoples of Anglo-Saxon England, Scandinavia, Germany and Frisia. Modern heathen groups around the world are reviving these old practices and call their religion by various names, including Azatru, the Northern Tradition, Odinism, Fornsed, Germanic Pagan, Reconstructionism, or simply heathenry. In Iceland, which did not convert to Christianity until the 11th century, heathenry has once again become an official, nationally recognised religion. Heathens worked to build healthy relationships with gods and goddesses, ancestors, spirits of the land, and others in their communications, and others in their communities, both through holy rites and through their day-to-day actions. Sources. There are literally sources that tell us how heathenry was practised before the advent of Christianity. The main such sources include medieval Icelandic Eddas and sagas, Anglo-Saxon poetry, the works of the 8th century English monk St. Bede, and the Germania by Roman historian Tacitus. Although most of these were written in Christian times, they recalled the religious beliefs and practices of a culture that existed before Christianity came to Northern Europe. Archaeological evidence continues to be discovered which supports this picture of heathen religion obtained from such classical and medieval literature. Alongside these historical sources, modern heathens experience their own personal understanding of their religion as lived today and their own relationship with their gods. Gods and other beings. Heathenry, like all ancient European pagan religions, is polytheistic and recognises a large number of gods and other spiritual entities. Although the heathen gods are best known from Norse mythology and often called by anglicised versions of their old Norse names, they were honoured by many peoples outside of Scandinavia, for example. The god known to early Germanic tribes as Wodenhaz became Odin in Old Norse, Woden in Anglo-Saxon and Old Saxon, and Wurtan in Old High German. Some of the most well-known heathen gods are enshrined in our English days of the week. Tuesday is named after Tiu, Wednesday after Woden, Thursday after Thunor, and Friday after the goddess Frigg. In addition to the better-known major gods, the names of several dozen local or tribal gods are known through medieval literature. Runic inscriptions and votive stones, most heathens choose a subset of gods to whom they have developed personal relationships. Although offerings are also often made to all the gods and goddesses, heathens relate to their gods as complex personalities who each have many different attributes and talent. For example, whereas Thor is popularly known outside heathen circles as the mighty hammer-wielding god of thunder, in Eddic poetry he is called by names such as Deep Thinker, man's well-wisher and consecrates a Thor, revealing a gentler side to his nature. In addition to gods, heathens recognise and relate to a wide variety of spiritual beings or whites. These include the Norns, who are three female entities who weave the web of weird, and the Desir, who are female ancestral spirits attached to a tribe, family or individual. 
Heathens also work with hidden folk, such as elves, brownies, dwarves and ettins, giants and other not-so-pleasant folk. They interact with the housewhites who live in their homes and the landwhites who occupy features of the landscape such as streams, mountains, forests or fields. Having a relationship with landwhites is an important feature of heathen religion and outdoor heathen rituals will not proceed until the permission of landwhites is sought and obtained. Another characteristic of heathen religion is the respect given to ancestors in general. These may be a person's literal forebears or maybe people now dead who have inspired them in some way. The Norse gods in history. Caroline Larrington, tutor in medieval English at St. John's College, Oxford. Heather O'Donoghue, Vigfusson Rousing, reader of ancient Icelandic literature in the Department of English at Oxford University. And John Hines, professor of archaeology at Cardiff University, discuss the role of theology and the gods in the Vikings' daily lives. Structure. There are no central authorities in heathenry and no single organisation to which all heathens belong. Though there are national and international organisations created to facilitate networking between heathens, there is no widely recognised priesthood, although sometimes individuals may be recognised as goodies and yidhas, priests and priestesses, within their own communities. Many heathens belong to small groups made up of heathen friends and family members. These groups are sometimes called hearths or kindreds and meet for religious rituals in members' homes or in outdoor spaces. Some hearths and kindreds are recognised leaders, others are entirely egalitarian. Rites, festivals and practices. Rites and celebrations. The main rites celebrated in heathenry are called blot, pronounced blow, and symbol, pronounced symbol. Heathen groups and individuals hold feasts and celebrations based around blot and symbol at rites of passage such as weddings or baby naming, seasonal holidays, oath takings, rites in honour of a particular god or gods, and rites of need in which gods are asked for help. A bloke was originally the ritual sacrifice of an animal to one or more gods, elves or ancestors. A feast followed afterwards at which the meat was shared amongst the participants. Bloats were held in honour of the gods or to gain their favour for specific purposes such as peace, victory or good sailing weather. A modern bloke centres around the offering of food or drink, often mead to the gods and tends to be followed by a feast. It may be a simple rite or a more elaborate one depending on the purpose of the bloke and the number of participants. In an indoor bloke where food is offered it is common to lay a place for the god, ancestors or elf at the table. In an outdoor block, offerings are often thrown onto a fire. Symbol is a ritual drinking ceremony in which one or more drinking horns or other vessels are filled with mead, or another appropriate drink, and used for toasting or boasting. It is common for modern heathens to pass the horns around all these participating. After liquid is blessed, the first rounds of toasts may be to the gods, the second round to the whites or ancestors in the third round may be to whatever else the assembled heathens wish to toast. There may be many more rounds, or the symbol may stop after a designated number. A separate libation, drink offering, may be given to the gods, landwhites or housewhites, or some of the contents of the horn may be poured out as an offering to them. 
as well as major offerings to the gods or elves. Heathens like to leave gifts for their domestic hidden folk, the whites who live in their garden and house. For this purpose, many heathens keep a special bowl to leave offerings in the house of cakes and ale, or may leave food or drink on or near a small garden altar. Festivals. Different heathen communities and individuals celebrate different cycles of seasonal holidays. Based on their cultural affiliations, local traditions and relationships with particular gods, there is no fixed calendar of heathen festival dates. The three heathen festivals most commonly celebrated in the UK are winter nights, usually celebrated in October or November, Yule, a 12-day festival that begins around the time of the winter solstice, and a festival for the Anglo-Saxon goddess Easter in the spring. Magic and Seership Magic and seership were practised by some individuals within ancient heathen cultures, and this is also the case with today's heathen community. Some northern European magical practices being revived by heathens include the carving of runes onto the talismans and the charting of charms called galdo. Some heathens are also rediscovering northern European shamanic practices, known as saith, pronounced saith. A seer or sorceress answers questions or gives advice to participants. Many modern heathens also practice runic divination. Although magic was part of ancient heathen culture, it did not play a part in the religious rituals of bloat and symbol. Therefore, it is not seen as an intrinsic part of the religion. Although all heathens share a belief in the ability of the gods to enact change in the world, they do not believe in the ability of magicians to do so. Ethics, beliefs and other path. Weird and ethic. One of the central concepts of heathenry is weird. The force that connects everything in the universe throughout space and time. Heathens believe that all of their actions can have far-reaching consequences through the web of weird. They understand that who they are, where they are and what they are doing today is dependent on actions they take have taken in the past and that every choice they make in the present builds upon choices they have previously made. With an understanding of weird comes a great responsibility. If we know that every action we take or fail to take will have implications for our own future choices and for the future choices of others, we have an ethical obligation to think carefully about the possibility consequences of everything we do. Thus one of the principal ethics of heathenry is that taking responsibility for one's own actions. Another heathen value is frith, the maintenance of peace and friendship within a social group. Obligation towards friends, kin and community are taken seriously by heathen. Like many peoples living afar apart and a harsh climate, pre-Christian heathens put great stress on hospitality and this is still valued by modern heathens. A related concept is the giving of gifts. Both gift-giving and hospitality are bounded by reciprocity, a principle that heathens consider important. Plain speaking, honest and forthrightness are also important to heathens. This may be seen as part of a value system based upon personal honour, which eschews deceit and dishonesty towards members of the social group. Thus, heathens place great value on the giving of their word, and any forth of oath-taking is taken extremely seriously. This often means that heathens will not sign their names to something unless they can assent to it in both letter and spirit. After death, heathenry is focused on right living in the here and now and does not place a great emphasis on the afterlife as do some other religions. 
whereas Valhalla, Odin's orb, is popularly seen as the Norse equivalent of heaven. This is a misconception. According to the mythology as recorded in the Eddas, Valhalla is only for warriors who die in battle. Moreover, half of these battle-sign warriors go to Freya's hall and half to Odin's hall. Those who drown at sea go to the goddess Ran's hall. People who die of natural causes go to the hall of the goddess Hel. Most of today's heathens see Hel as a neutral place where they will be reunited with their ancestors. Sources do not enable a complete reconstruction of the pre-Christian Scandinavian and Anglo-Saxon views of the soul. One concept, however, which is still retained in folk stories is that of the fetch of Filja. The fetch was held to be part of the person which might be contacted during life, but which would not be physically seen until just before death. A sight of one's fetch was indeed a signal of the ending of one's life. There are a few passages in the sources which are interpreted by some as indicating an ancient heathen belief in reincarnation, but they are far from compelling. Some modern heathens believe in the continuation of a part of a person through reincarnation, while others do not. Heathenry and other contemporary pagan spiritualities. Heathenry is a living religion based on literary and archaeological sources for the religious practices of a particular pre-Christian culture and extended by the relationships of modern heathens with their gods. It differs from Wicca and other modern-day non-reconstructionists. Pagan paths in a number of ways. Perhaps the primary difference is that heathens are hard polytheists. They honour a large number of individual gods, goddesses and other spiritual beings whom they see as existing independently from humans, and in common with many indigenous religions worldwide, they also honour their ancestors. Heathens differ from Wiccans and many of the other modern-day Reconstructionist pagans in many other ways. They reject the concept that all goddesses are aspects of the goddess, and just all gods are aspects of her consort. They also reject the Jungian concept of gods and goddesses as archetypes in the unconscious mind. Heathen festivals do not follow the eightfold rituals. Magic is not an essential or central part of heathenry and the majority of heathens do not consider themselves witches. There are no degrees of initiation within heathen religion and no high priests or priestesses. Despite those theological differences, many heathens are involved in the wider pagan community for social and political reasons. Thank you for listening to The Wanderer the Anglo-Saxon Heathen Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please tune in next time. Thank you.